Well, what's going on, guys? We are live right now. We are live, and I'm with Brad McClendon and Stephen Alls. They're out there in Myrtle Beach, and uh, this is this is all to get people to hopefully hear the Lord. That's the idea. <laughs> is that people hear? We'll see. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm doing what I, we're doing what we can. Um, you know, it's, it, there's, there's such an emphasis, I think right now with everything that's going on in society with the whole COVID-19 and all this other stuff, it's, I think it's so important for people to be able to hear God, especially for themselves, you know, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord and faith is needed in this season. Faith is needed right now. Um, and so I just thought, like, I want to put something together to help people process hearing God for themselves mm -hmm. and in this hour. And, you know, so I put, I brought some of my favorite people together. I love Brad, Stephen. Um, you know, I've gotten to know Stephen more over the last few months since being out here in Shreveport. He understands my plight of being a Californian in the middle of the <laughs> South. And so, you know, just... Here we are, and uh, you know people are starting to come on. If you are watching, uh, if you could, it'd be awesome if you share the broadcast, tag some people you know that really are in a position where they need to hear the Lord right now. That we're we're facing some very very challenging uh, moments in life. Uh, I think Brad, you would probably call it a valley, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, why don't you guys go ahead and say hi? Hello. I just, uh, one of the things that you're, you know, I appreciate you putting this stuff on, you know, as far as staying focused more on hearing the voice of God than really focusing on all the other voices. I mean, um, really, if you take the example of what's going on here and put it with the, the time in Genesis and the and basically in Genesis three, this type of scenario has been going on for a long time. Um, and the scenario is, you know, man was created to hear the voice of God and to obey its voice and to stay focused on it. And uh, the enemy knew this. The enemy knew that if, if they could cut their ears, uh, the enemy could cut their ears to actually listen or to turn their ears to listen to his voice just for a moment, then they would find themselves, you know, beholding that voice and becoming that voice because anything you behold, you become. And that's not just looking with your eyes, that's hearing with your ears. And right now, it's the same old trick uh, that it, without it being a snake. You know, of course, we a lot of people think that was a snake that came to them, but uh, I think we lost them. Hello. I'm still here. I just, oh. the, I just, since you since you were talking, I just put you guys on the main screen. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> That's it. Um, it went silent on the. Other it went silent on the. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing this thing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but going back to this, you know, it, it, it's still the same old serpent. Uh, we're really at a time and a prefaces of of really hearing God's voice, and whenever when it's time for God to speak or when God is preparing our ears to really hear things that we've never heard before and seen before, that's really going to change the dynamics of the earth, change the dynamics of our life. 
the enemy's going to always come in with confusion. He's going to always, and, and God, we all know God's not the author of confusion, but we tend to stay confused and still listen to that voice. And so right now we're at a doorway of really God uh, about to move and share things that we've never heard or seen before. He's going to allow us to see things we've never seen before. And uh, it's, it's the same old serpent trick. It's to get us focusing on uh, hitting the world's voice, which is, you know, the serpent's voice. Everybody knows that. Uh, and if we can get into that voice and listen to him, what will happen is we will fall into reasoning. And that's, that's basically, you know, eating from the, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, uh, and that's what I call reasoning, uh, having our own opinions and so forth. And, and they never, they never were born, uh, to hear any other voice, but God's voice, you know, they were never, and they were never taught. They were never, uh, commanded to even look at themselves. They were commanded, uh, to be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth and take dominion. And they did it through listening to God's voice. And that's the only way we can be fruitful. That's the only way we can take dominion. You know, that's the only way you can subdue things is to really listening to what he's doing, what he's saying, and then do it. But right now, man, we're, man, we're hearing all types of voices, but it's really trying to create confusion because God is really speaking right now and is about to speak to a lot of people if we can just turn our ears toward him instead of listening to all this other stuff that's distracting us. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, we're at a point in time where the we have to believe that the Lord actually hears us, <laughs> believes, hears our prayers, is responsive to our prayers. Uh, I think when you look at even what's going on, the squeezings, the, the pressure that people are feeling, you know, that's getting us to all of the promises that we've championed for so long. Right. And I think about how much Joel 2 has been declared in, if you read what gets you to the end of Joel 2, you know, when it says, and afterward, I will do all this. If you read the before word, right. you don't like any of that stuff. Right. There, none, of, none of what got them to the moment of extreme outpouring and promise was right. palatable or you know, we want to cut that part out of the story. A little story. scary. It was. It wasn't a good time, it, but it got them to where they were. So every time things start to get dark, every time things start to get squeezed, there's an opportunity to either think the Lord has abandoned us or to think, man, the Lord has heard our cry and this doesn't make much sense to me, but this must be the fulfillment of the promises we've been asking for. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, you look at over time, uh, since we're on this whole thing of, of voice, you know, the, the Lord says, that I just pulled this thing up when it, where he says, my sheep hear my voice, you know, I know them and they follow me. Uh, just believing that as a Christian, get your ears open. Instead of reading it, it is, instead of reading it as something Jesus said, it's something that he's trying to get us to believe. He's trying to let us know that we, your ears, literally, and I know this sounds really stupid and simple, but when your ears were created in the garden, our ears weren't first created to hear all the sounds on the earth. They were actually to hear God's sound and then be able to hear all the sounds through God and be able to interpret everything that's going on because we're, our ears are turn, uh, tuned toward God. And uh, that's been closed off. But 
for Jesus to come back and to not only die for our sins, but to show us exactly uh, what our true nature is, for him to say this, he's not just saying for right now at that moment. He's, he's reaching back even back to Genesis. You know, uh, all of the sheep from the Old Testament to the New Testament had to listen to his voice, knew God, and they heard his voice and they followed him. And they knew him and he knew them. But And, and you can see every general on the in every uh, general that rose out of this Bible or through these, this book uh, had to hear God's voice. And you, you look at Elijah's uh, listening to, you know, the God's voice and doing all the wonderful attributes that he did. Then he gets a letter. Think about this. It's the same thing. He gets a letter from Jezebel. And of course, we can have write-ups on Jezebel and what we've got to do to her. But the main thing, I think that was actually to get us to really see that even getting our ears listening to a writing, because he, when he was uh, reading that message or when he was listening to the messenger, uh, he was listening to the spirit of that voice, which caused him to actually become fear for a moment. You really think about that. He started running. He started falling into depression. Everything that he listened to concerning Jezebel out of that voice, it created fear in him, and he be ended up becoming that for a moment, and then God had to bring angels or messengers to try to feed him and wake him back up. And that's where we kind of are right now. There's a lot of things that the, the spirit of this world is trying to feed us. It's trying to send us messages. And it's basically trying to get us back into that place, you know, that Elijah was in, you know, that creates depression. It creates fear. But thank God, through the grace of, that he has for all of us, that he will send messengers to feed us, to get us back on our feet, to do his will. And those messengers, not just angels like that were, that were sent to Elijah, it, the angels, which uh, also means messengers, are guys and, and women out there that are truly hearing his voice, that are feeding us uh, what I would call angel food, uh, feeding us food from heaven that actually strengthens your body. The voice of God will strengthen you. It will not weaken you. It will strengthen you. It will get you on your feet as it did with uh, Elijah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, just based on the way the Lord has worked with me on plenty of my valley moments or down seasons or those types, it, a lot of it really comes down to the accusation of your brothers mixed with some unmet expectation of how you think things were supposed to play out. Sure. I mean, can, can you imagine Elijah gets to the end of his season and he expects Ahab and Jezebel to no longer be in power? Right. If not, what was the whole last three and a half years for? Right, right. Why did I carry the weight of the nation? Why did I carry this drought thing and feel all the judgment and the criticism of being the guy that's holding up the fruitfulness and the harvest of the whole nation <laughs> if there wasn't going to be a change in power at the end of it? Right. You know, so so if I'm if I'm Elijah at the end of that, I think the Lord has not really come through on his side of the bargain, you know. <laughs> They're not supposed to be there anymore. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And so so he's, you know, he's in that po what we call post-ministry letdown mode, right. you know, where he's giving out, you know, and, and now it didn't know, go like I thought. Right. It didn't go like we thought or 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 it went too well and now we're, you know, just we think we're Superman or whatever. And we take the bait of I'm tired, I'm weary, and now I'm gonna allow this accusation to land 
in a way that when I was up feeling the juice or anointed, you know, it's interesting. He says the exact same words. He says, uh, there's nobody else in Israel but me when he's up on the mountain proclaiming how the Lord's going to vanquish everybody. Right. And then he complains to the Lord, I'm the only one. So when you're feeling the juice, when you're feeling the flow, he was happy to be the only one that was the savior of the nation. Right. But then when it wasn't going well, he was complaining that the Lord had made him the only one to carry this thing. Exactly. And so that it, sounds exactly like us. Yeah, that's exactly the right. I mean, that it depends on what dimension uh, of the voice of God you want to listen to. You want to listen to the God of this world, which is roaming the earth, devouring everybody that can get its hands on, and which is basically the devouring is getting our attention. Basically, getting our attention, by the way, folks out there, when you listen to confusion and every voice except the Lord, we have basically repented from the Lord to the enemy. Mm. We're basically saying, I repent, you know, Satan, and I, I choose to listen to you. Repent doesn't mean that we just say we're sorry. Repent means we turn and fo start following something else. And uh, a lot of us do that. I, I, I'm the first one to admit there's no telling me times I've done that to listen to the voice of uh, the enemy and head that route. And it basically give me pride and I feel self-righteous enough to actually be able to judge someone. And then if I'm judging someone, I'm definitely listening to the voice of the enemy. So I've listened, I've actually repented from the Lord to the enemy. And that causes me to be a voice for the enemy on the earth that everyone can be heard. You know, everybody can hear. And uh, God needs men and women that are listening to his voice so that, you know, they can turn the heads back toward God. Because the, the first dimension of listening to the voice of God is that it reveals Jesus. It reveals the literal heartbeat of Jesus within us and in within anything that you say. But, but also the enemy needs men and women to listen to the voice of the world so that they, he can have a voice so that they can repent and become, you know, tools of the enemy. Uh, either way, we're going to behold whatever we behold or whatever we listen to, we're going to find ourselves becoming and declaring it. Well, that's, well, that's, that's just, just like... like when, when in Jesus' day, where they, uh, you know, they're looking for, they're thinking Jesus is going to fulfill a specific role. They thought he was going to overturn the government. They thought he was going to become literally the king in that moment, and according to their own understanding. And it's so much, like, so much of what you guys are actually talking about is, like, uh, getting out of what we think, the knowledge of you know, good and evil and getting into the, you know, life. But they, that's, that's the, that's the point right there. You just set a great um, example. They thought he was going to be this King that took over. In other words, they actually assumed that God was like them. Yeah. In other words, they, they, they thought their opinions was the voice of God. And when it went, when he didn't do their opinion, it basically caused them to get angry and basically a lot of them turned against him. Think about yeah. that. So they're, they're actually in the enemy's camp, not knowing that they're the enemy, wanting him to do their will instead of them do his will. And what man likes to do and what the enemy likes to do, he likes to take over by force. 
instead of through serving. Jesus didn't come to take over by force. He came to take over by force through the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But violence there, according to God, is serving man, <laughs> washing their feet, dying for your brethren, loving your, loving your enemies. Think about this. And those that slap you on the cheek, turn it. Uh, submitting yourself to every authority that is over you. I mean, if you, if you really think about how you actually take over this earth, it's the exact opposite of what the world tells us the way God is supposed to actually take over. It's a total different nature because the nature of love is violent, but it's violent in the spirit to move the heart of, of someone within their own, you know, within their own soul. And, uh, it's Go ahead. Against our flesh. It's exactly. It's totally always violent. I mean, he. We were saying, talking this morning uh, uh, about his prayer. You know, when he said, they said, teach us how to pray, and he said, well, when you pray, pray this way. And I'm not going to pray the whole prayer, but he said, when you when you pray, pray this way. Uh, our Father, Father, hallowed be thy name. And your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what he's basically saying is the voice of God is not going to be your will. And the what he's wanting to set up on the earth is not going to be the type of kingdom that you think he's going to set up. It's not going to be political. It's going to be spiritual. You, you understand? Yeah. And, 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 and we got to this point about him telling them how to pray. In other words, how to hear the voice or how to, how to get into the spirit. They were the, the thing that we leave out is they asked him, hey, what do you say? Can you teach us how to pray? So even the voice of God had to they had to hear it in order to enter in even to how to pray. You see, and so he's basically saying my voice is not going to line up with what you already assume should be done. It's going to it's going to flip flop on you. So I'll give an instance and you can throw in here, you know, if you want to, because I've got some stupid um, um, uh, God stories, but I'll I'll make one up. Uh, It's like me saying, you know, I want I want someone to be healed or I want someone to change. Let's put it that way. I want someone to change that I know. And so my first my first temptation is to listen to my voice or what I call wisdom and start praying that God change him. That would be witchcraft. Because if I'm praying my will, I'm basically listening to an, uh, the wisdom of the world, which is sensual and demonic. And if I begin to pray that, it's basically putting him more in bondage. You agree? Yeah. All right. So let's say I go to... Uh, and I asked the Lord because I'm wanting this one guy to change. Now, this is very, uh, this is radical, but this has actually happened to me, okay? I've wanted one person to change. By God, I've wanted him to change. And, 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 I, and I wanted to pray things that I knew that I discerned, you know, that needed to be changed about this guy. And I said, Lord, what do you want to do? He said, well, I'd like to go to Bilo. Uh, wait a minute, we're on this subject, 
of this man. Uh, and you know my mind is on this subject, but it, it's proving that he's going to do whatever he wants to do. All right. And so when he said, well, I'd like to go to Bilo, I get my mind gets offended. But because I love the Lord and I would rather do his ways, I'm still up a little bit upset and not, you know, I'm wanting that guy to change. And so I'm thinking this, this is when I learned, I'm thinking, well, I'll put that on the shelf and I'll come back and I'll press in, you know, and, and try to change this thing and try to change God's voice, you know, changes, yeah, change God's voice. And, <laughs> and so, and so what I did was I went to buy low. Now here's the thing. When you heed the voice of God, Everything that you need, that, that you're wanting done in your life, since you're seeking his kingdom, everything that you've asked for, everything that, uh, uh, that you need is added to your life if you're seeking his kingdom, okay? So I have to seek his kingdom by listening to his voice. So as I turn and I repent from my voice and I go to Bilo, and I do the things God told me to do in Bilo, and it was awesome. I come back, and I get a call. Guess from who? That guy. That guy. And that guy calls me. He goes, listen, and he was very, uh, how could I say? He's like a cat on a tin roof, very nervous. And, and he, he said, uh, Brad, I, I need to talk to you about something. And, you know, I went from glory land to thinking, oh, yeah, boy, I'm going to really get it. He's really going to get it, you know, because I'm really spiritual. And he, he said, I'd like to apologize for the way that I've been treating you. The Lord has really convicted me lately, and I really I ask for your forgiveness. I could have choked on a frog at that moment because at, at, at that time, I instantly knew the reason he changed is because I did what God wanted to do, and it released the kingdom of God, not only in my life, and because I'm connected to him, because it says, the Bible says, no man is, you know, lives unto himself, because I was connected to him, it released righteousness, peace, and joy to his life, because I listened to the voice of going to Bilo, and he ends up getting convicted through the love of God, and calls me without doing it my way or my prayers. Now that is, now that's a, that's not radical really. It's really, if we did, if we did exactly what the voice of God told us to do, which is basically not our will, it, all of the people, because if we're all connected in this thing, if we all started doing what he wanted to do, it would release the kingdom power within those that we're connected to without us even calling them and trying to prove our point. Yeah. Now that, that's a whole different way to be able to bind the enemy. Yeah. And that and actually it's kind of biblical. You bind the enemy by the kingdom of God, not my, by my opinion or my voice of trying to bind something and pull it down. You know, it's the kingdom of God that binds Satan's domain. And man, I'm going to tell you what, I learned something that day. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, probably I'll throw it back to you here, but with Scripture, I think one of the, uh, to our detriment, knowing the conclusion of the story before we start reading the story, we miss so much of what could actually help us 
successfully navigate similar <laughs> situations or seasons, right? So much. Like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of Jacob, you know, and because we know God was in this place and we didn't know it, it sounds so <laughs> glorious and beautiful. And we're going, like, yes. Yeah, I can't. I love it when God's there when we didn't know he was there, you know, but but the story wasn't that way. Right. He was laying on a rock in the desert. Right. Like this was not a good moment in Jacob's life, but we've sanitized it and filtered it in our brain that, man, God will even be in those rocky hard places. So be encouraged, you know, <laughs> but this was like a, you know, potentially suicidal style season for Jacob. <laughs> you know, where he needed the rock to become the Lord, because if he didn't, he may not make it much farther. That's and so I, true. And I think if we if we humanized more of the scriptures, even the way that Jesus had to walk through these things, it would it would, number one, give us uh, some comfort that these guys had to struggle and wiggle their way through things. Oh, yeah. And and for the for the vast majority of their experience would probably consider it a failure, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think because we can look at them and esteem them so well because we consider them to have been successful at the end, oh, we yeah. devalue the process of how much uh, at any one moment, if you had cross-sectioned their life into a chapter or a, a segment of the story, they would have considered themselves to be failing not only themselves, but oh, the Lord. Totally. I mean, they, you know, it, like Paul, the closer he got, the farther away he felt. You yeah, know? totally opposite. I mean, it just... If you would think in Westernized Christianity that it would higher, deeper, faster, stronger, glory to glory, always increasing, ever expanding, you know, and uh, and, and that doesn't look like Paul at all. Yeah. That looks like. And you've always said this, God must increase and we must decrease. In that order, though. That's right. In that, I, I've, I've heard so many pastors with, because they don't even realize that they're, they switch it to the religious model which is I must decrease, he must increase. But in John 3.30, he's trying to say, he must increase, I must decrease. And so if you was to put the voice of God in that, the voice of God must increase more in our life, and the voice that we have about what how, how things should go should start, what, decreasing. Right, so, so a litmus test for all of you out there and learning how to hear the Lord's voice or checking how you're doing, how many times does his voice sound like what your voice would sound like if you were deciding what to do next? Because mm. I promise you, the, the, and now don't misunderstand me, the Lord doesn't care that you lie about him. He's okay with it. He's really cool with it because that's all he's got. That's where we are. We're honest. As long as we're honest. Thank God we got Jesus. Yeah, I mean, without him, he, he's like the least control-oriented. He would have smote us all with lightning a long time ago if he actually cared when he was being misrepresented. Right? So, so when it, it, you know, John 12, 32 says, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Well, if you try to wait till the point that you can hold him up well, you're never going to hold him up. <laughs> right? Yeah. You may think, and, and worse, when you think you're holding him up well, that's when it's the worst. It's the most prideful <laughs> place you could ever be. It's when you have nothing left and you go, Lord, I'm going to do the best I can. I don't, I don't think if you can make anything out of this, please try. <laughs> but that is when you are worshiping him truly in spirit and in truth. When the worship that you bring, when you don't feel like you have something to offer, 
is the very thing that he's been trying to get us into mm. oftentimes for our entire life. Yeah. It's in those moments that we finally learn when that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Absolutely. And we still, I'll still get up from this table and probably try to go be better at something, you know, not realizing that I need to, wherever he's speaking, I need to eat whatever he's serving, whether I like it or not, knowing that he knows best, you know, it's like this old, old TV show, Father Knows Best, right. right? Whatever he's serving you is what you need to be eating in this season. And whether you agree with it, like it, realize it, don't recognize it as the Lord. If you do that, you'll be able to look back afterwards and see with the benefit of hindsight that that was the very thing you needed in order to go where you even really wanted to go. Mm, that's good. How's that? Um. Wow. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I, I'll throw I'll throw something in here just uh, biblically too uh, to make it religious uh, uh, to make it a good a thing. Legal, legal. Uh, to make it legal. I mean, legal. If, if, legal if, if, you, if you if you if you go to Galatians five, and we're talking about the voice, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you if you take the voice of your opinion, and then you take the voice of God and you judge it according to the Bible. Okay, which is we're going to judge it according to the Bible, to the written word of God. And he and Paul, of all people, knows uh, what he's talking about. Um, He writes this. It says, I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All right. So he's basically listen to the voice of God instead of your own voice. All right. And then he says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. There's that whole thing again. The voice of God most of the time does not uh, agree with your opinion. If you find yourself doing the things you really don't want to do, yet you want to do them, but your flesh wants to do something else. So there's a fight within your own ears and, and a fight within your own mind. And then it says, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. And then here he goes with this list. The works of, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, the works of the voice of the flesh is evident. You might want to underline that. It's evident. A lot of times, have you, any of you guys, have, have y'all heard the Lord at times? And then you go, I wonder if that was really the Lord. Then most of the time that was the Lord, because when it's your opinion, it's evident. In, in other words, you agree with it really, really quickly. Yeah. You know, this and you, makes complete sense. It, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for him to say that. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Blindly. <laughs> yeah, and it's saying, it, Paul is saying, hey, this is easy to actually discern. It's evident. It says, uh, which are adultery, fornication. Now, adultery, fornication is not just a, the acts of it. It's the, the, the adultery and fornication even of yourself against God. Okay, when you make love to yourself, you're committing adultery to the Lord. Okay, let's just get and and making love to yourself is not, you know, exactly a physical act. It's basically doing your own will. It's making you feel pleasurable. All right. Now, now let's keep going. And it says uh, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, 
selfish ambitions. That's a big one, you know, especially in our charismatic world. Selfish ambitions, dissensions. There's mine. I, I love that was my mine. That was the voice I was heeding to right there when I was wanting to judge that guy. I was really wanting to bring a dissension, you know, in the midst of it. I thought I was going to be right, and I thought that confrontation is getting somebody mad, but actually, confrontation is actually saving someone. And I won't get into that. But so it says, uh, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. And then Paul just says, and the like. In other words, there's so much selfish stuff that I could get into that this voice does, but I'm not going to talk about it. And in it, but I, I do want to talk about this because we're talking about recognizing the voice of God. And this is key. This, this has helped me through years. I, I, I can't tell you how many times it's helped me. And the, the next one is saying, he says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, in other words, he said this before, that those who practice, practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, if I would have practiced my judgment, that selfish ambition, that dissension that I thought was God, it would release this demonic thing upon that person. But I chose to, even though I had been practicing the, my, my stuff, I knew it so well. I mean, we're, we're pros at it because we've been practicing. So it's going to be hard to actually quit something that you're, you've practiced. It's like, me trying, to, I've been lifting weights with this arm and I've gotten this arm, you know, really strong. And I, it makes me want to lean on this arm, right? But then the Lord says, well, I want you to practice this arm. Well, this arm is so strong. It makes you not want to practice this side because it's weak. Yeah. And, and so for a while, you're going to feel like you're not hearing the voice of God or it feels like you're weak or you feel like you're stumbling around. You're just trying to find out how he's speaking well, welcome to the kingdom. Because it says we walk by faith and what? Not by sight. In other words, our own understanding, basically. So if we, if we stop practicing these things and we start practicing hearing the voice of God, here's the, here's the evidence of or the fruit or the nature of the voice of God. It's love. It's joy. Man, that was major joy for me to just once I once I stepped into going to Bilo, the presence of God came. And I started, even though I didn't like it, my my voice inside did not like it. My carnal voice did not like it at first. But once I acted on it, I started feeling this joy. I couldn't wait to get there. And as I was going there. He was showing me visions of what was going to happen, you know? And then it, then it says peace. There's long suffering. How many times do we have discernment against somebody? Uh, I'm sorry, not against, but you have major discernment about a spirit on somebody and there's major peace in your mind. There's never any peace when you start discerning demonic stuff because we weren't called to, to discern demonic stuff. We were called to discern God. Yeah, You know, that's what we were called to do is to discern the Lord. If we, if we know the mind of the Lord, we'll know exactly what to do against the enemy, right? And so it says long-suffering, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those are stinky poos. Uh, you know, according to listening to the voice of God. You know, when you don't like somebody, he's going to, and you don't want to ask him. When you don't like somebody, God will say, I promise you, he won't say, man, I agree, I don't like him at all. But you will hear a voice say in your spirit, let's go and serve him something or let's love him. I mean, for two years, two years, I'd ask the Lord what he wanted to do every time I got up. And you know what he'd say? I want to love on somebody. And guess what? He'd throw me with the worst people that day because I chose to do what he wanted to do. And of course, he's going to put you, that voice is going to lead you to the people that aren't hearing the voice of God. They're, they're hearing the voice of the flesh, but they're putting, God is putting us there as a voice of love to their lives to turn them back to Jesus. I mean, for it, for it to be, it, not that, not that the same list in the flesh is bad, <laughs> right? But right. the difference is when you're doing these things by the flesh, people understand why you're doing them. Right. When you try to explain it to somebody else, it makes sense. Right. I could see why you're doing that. You start to explain why you're going down to the uh, homeless shelter and you're feeding people on Wednesday evenings and you start to explain that you really have a heart for those people everyone basically everyone's going to understand why you're doing that does that mean you should stop doing that no it just means that you're not having to subject your will to his will in order to go do that thing that's right so you're not it's the, this that's not in the fruit of the spirit realm because that is a work where you've already been renewed and you want to live a kind life you want to help others you want to live but you're not having to access something other than what's already been put in you naturally. That's right. Right. So, That's right. so this list comes in all the ways, you know, when, when you dangerously ask the Lord for any of these things, you're going to go into the opposite opportunities. Right. You know, if, you know, please don't pray for patience, you know, you, you don't want to, to you don't want to pray for those things you, you because you'll have the opportunity to manifest the opposite thing that so is true. what's going to happen um you know when you're when you're saying man i really want it's okay so for those of us that you know put out all the uh confirmations about how bob jones said that the 2020s were going to be the rest of god right well i know bob enough and i know the lord enough i look at that and cringe a little bit because I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it as the rest of God, like we're thinking about it, like in a paradise, right. you know, Bahamian uh, environment right. sitting on the Caribbean. Yeah. That when I think that, you know, it says there, there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God, you know, that, but we haven't entered into it yet. Then when he says the rest of God is available, I think, oh, no, it's not the rest of Brad. <laughs> Because that means that means I'm gonna be strung out and stressed and busy and burned out and at a nervous breakdown level. And then if I choose, I can go down that path and have a breakdown, or I can enter and then the, meet God. Right. So, yeah, you can. 
<laughs> then you can come in to rest after you meet God and have your nervous breakdown. Look, man. When I read, I don't know about you, Wes, but when I read the scriptures, I look at those scriptures and I think, this isn't a good choice either way. Like when he says, you can either fall on the rock or have the rock fall on you and grind you into powder, right? I only see you and the rock having a violent collision with each other and him making you into whatever he wants you to be, right? So so if you take the door of the nervous breakdown because you missed the opportunity to get into the rest of God, then right. he'll pick the pieces back up with you and then show you, hey, the rest is available. That's exactly Get back right. up and try again. Or you can take the door of opportunity, which is the thing that you don't want to head towards, and you access that door because the Lord's hidden himself mm. there. And then you walk in, and it becomes the rest of God for you That's in good. a place where everybody else is freaking out, going, how can you be okay right now? And you go, I'm not really sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, because if you can logically explain it, and everybody else understands, then that is the natural rest that's available here on the earth, which is an okay thing. Sure. We all need rest. It's a great thing. But it's not the rest that remains and is available for us to elevate up to his level when everything else is chaotic and crazy. We can actually step into heavenly places and be seated and find rest mm. no matter what's going on here, no matter what's pulling on us in the soul realm. We can like detach from all of that and go, you know what? This is really happening right now. I really don't like it here. What's going on here? Because I need to find you and get some understanding in order to survive. That's good. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's really good. I, I, it's, you know, such a popular verse that's quoted all the time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that gets quoted from everything from wrestling to the midst of situations like this. And, uh, you know, it, but at this, when you know, I've always taught it, you have to look at what Paul's actually saying though. Like he's actually telling you what he's focusing on. He's not focusing on his circumstances or his situations. His mind is on, you know, on above on the things above. And so he's able to, he's not, he's listening to the voice. I guess if we would put it in the, in the, oh. Paradigm, paradigm of like what's he really listening to and that's why you know like brethren focus on those things that are pure that are lovely that are deserving of praise the things of good rapport the, th the testimonies this the stuff that's of god right like, don't don't give attention to all the other stuff around you i mean even if we were to put it in the confinement of where we're at right now brethren do not listen to fox do <laughs> not listen to cnn do not listen to every single Facebook post on the planet. You know, like, I don't know about you guys. I've been inundated with like conspiracy theory posts and messages. And like, if I act now for $29.99, I can get the cure ahead of time. You know, it, it, like all this different stuff. And it's like, if we just really put our, our focus and our attention on the Lord, you know, we would have peace and then we, could, then we could be the light. We could be the, 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 the symbol of hope that we're supposed to be the city on a hill that's saying like, I know the way to achieve peace, the peace that surpasses understanding. I know mm -hmm. who has it instead. I don't know if we're freaking out more than the world is or not, you know, we're somewhere in this 
battle of we're being persecuted versus like we're afraid of getting sick. And it's like, you know, I think, you know, I remember I was as as you guys were talking, I was reminded of this a conversation that you and I were having, Brad, and I was like, you know, if it only could just be like this simple, if it would just if I could just know and your response was, well, then it wouldn't be faith. (laughs) And it's like. If we like everybody's longing for that certainty, you know, and like Stephen, you were talking about, you know, like where it's just like in the midst of the storm and everything that's happening that's going on around us about, you know, how can you rest? And I'm like, you know, in this past season of my life, you know, when you guys were over at my house and, you know, Brad was like, this is a Psalms 23 season for you, which means life is going to fall apart. You're going to learn how to not react. <laughs> but it sounds better if you just say Psalms 23. <laughs> yeah, but then it's, you know, but, Psalm, but so the revelation or the, the epiphany I had the other day was Psalms 23 is Jesus in the boat with the disciples in the middle of the storm. Totally. And if we could learn anything from that picture, if Jesus is sleeping, we should be too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's if yeah. Jesus is resting, you know, and that's something the Lord spoke to me. He goes, you know why I could sleep in the boat? And I said, what? You know, I've also learned that I shouldn't say yes. I should right. just say no and tell me. Saves a lot of dialogue. And uh, he goes, I can sleep in the boat because I showed you how to lay down in Psalms. Mm. You know, and it's yeah. just like, we got to learn how to rest in the midst of the storm, knowing that like, if Jesus is asleep, why are we freaking out? Right. Absolutely. You know, and, that, and, that, and I think that's the, the main thing that people struggle with is that, you know, because Jesus' response towards the end of that situation, we goes, you guys just don't have the faith. Yeah. You don't have the experience or you haven't been put into a situation enough times to see I am good. Yeah, that's right. You know, He's been good throughout, you know, since the beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, every any time if you really look at history and you look at I mean, you could look at Daniel's life when they basically called for martial law, you know, and then he gets caught praying and all that stuff. And he, he doesn't even buck the system. He just he allows him to get thrown into the lion's den. But God, here's the deal. God allows him to be thrown in the lion's den so that he can show his glory. Mm-hmm. So the greater the, the attack, the greater the glory. And so we have to actually get in that place What he was talking about is that we've got to put our trust in the Lord uh, at some point. I mean, all of our trust, not just some of it. And we've got to put all of our trust to where we can see what's going on as the, through the will of God, not the will of the enemy. The will of the enemy is going to always have something in this thing. I mean, it, and the will of the enemy actually helps us be prepared to become the sons of God, whether we like it or not. You know, he's the one that created, you know, the destroyer. So I think God knows what he's doing. And I think with even taking Daniel's life, he was even kind to the king, kind to the ruler and telling him it's okay. I mean, I, I, I think I probably would have put Facebook 
put Facebook post out there and just, you know, tell everybody to be praying and let's pick at this thing because he's, you know, he's, he's running my Christian, you know, ability to have church or, you know, or pray or, you know, or do whatever. But instead he shows the king, the integrity of God to a ruler because God put Daniel in that position to show a king that is ruled by the enemy. That's basically doing it out of someone else's basically mischief. And he's taking on that voice and he's become that voice. But Daniel comes in there as an integrous man. Can you imagine what it did to the king? How it shook his bones to look at a, a, a real believer in the eye and that believer is basically saying, it's okay. It's all right. I don't mind. You can, you can put me in the lion's den. God is with me. I mean, and, and he actually mean it. I'm not talking about God's with me. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you start doing that stuff, you don't believe at all. But I'm, I mean, it's when you're really walking with the Lord. Can you imagine the testimony? And I can tell you why there was such a testimony. The king couldn't wait. Oh, man, the king couldn't wait to get out there where Daniel was. To see, Daniel, you okay? In other words, the king had been converted without preaching. He had already seen the Lord in his own heart through the testimony of the nature of God that was working through Daniel during this trial. And it turned the hearts of the king back to God because he ran to Daniel to ask him if he's okay. Now you talk about a high level of walking in the nature and listening to the voice of God. And, and, and Daniel was just a, a minute first fruit of, of what was to come. That was a shadow basically of what Jesus was going to be because Jesus was a, got thrown into the lion's den, you know, and he went to a lamb without, you know, like a lamb to slaughter he kept his mouth shut. He, he was integrous because he was focused more on the Lord than his own will. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I can't imagine what, uh, to know what flashes came. Oh, God. He was going through that for him to, because he echoed the same thing Daniel did, which is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing, right? And Daniel, whether he was connecting him in that, in that moment of pain and, and intense trial, but he had to have been getting flashes of people who had foreshadowed who he was always meant to be. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and, and Daniel echoed, Father, forgive them for they know not what to do in, a, in the Old Testament in a way that set the table for Jesus to be able to do that, which ultimately I, I think that's one of the highest forms of love that we can express to somebody mm -hmm. is when, let's put it this way, the fruit of unjust persecution is unity totally so if you want to know whether you're being justly or unjustly persecuted the fruit of persecution is not division that's if right. it causes both sides to dig in even further and separate and alienate people right that's not persecution right when you're being unjustly persecuted it actually brings people together in a way that could never have happened if you hadn't been put in there as a sacrifice in the first place absolutely and so Daniel was able to go before and be a forerunner for Jesus in, the, in echoing, man, mm. you just have to do this. You were set up. This isn't really who you are. And in a way that caused the king to actually pray and intercede for him. It's amazing. 
man, if you start hearing stories about the people that are having to arrest you and imprison you, pray for you to get out and to survive and, and to sustain, that's when persecution, the way that the Lord would use persecution, will start to come on the earth. And yeah. it's going to happen. It's happening in places that, oh, yeah. that we don't know about. But when it comes to light, the fruit of it is going to be harvest. It's going to be unity. It's going to be all the fruits of the Spirit there because someone was willing to lay down their life for, for his friends, let alone your friends. Yeah, I can I can tell you this from experience, how the Lord has shown me sometimes. And I'll, I'll take this example. When you start walking in the, the and listening to the voice of God, it starts changing you. It, it, it basically can transforms you into the image of the Lord. But, but when you when you start actually acting on it and you're living it, and the kingdom of God is released through you putting your ear to the doorpost and letting him hammering your ear next to his heart, what happens is when you uh, when you have a temptation to hurt, yet you love, and you truly love because you, you've gotten to that point to where God is taking over your life. It and it says, you know, the violence uh, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But here's what happens when you love in the midst of temptation of hate, it releases angels to violently destroy the demonic in the air for the person that's hating you so that they can love God and have their life back. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you what, there is some major you, you watch him feed if you watch Jesus feed the 5,000 through the spirit. Because 80% of them wanted to kill him. You see him, you see him actually break bread and bless it and feed them when he should have just smoked half of them and he feeds them. It released the angelic power of God and, and, and allowed the kingdom of God to come in that area over 5,000 people and actually war against the enemy that had people in bondage. And there were Thousands that got got free just by him being like that to them. It's it's amazing how this stuff works, and if we just listen to the voice of God, there's no telling what God could release on this earth if we just started walking in it again. You know, we could be those Daniels. Uh, I, of course, I I want to be like him. I mean, that's his promise. That it would no longer be us that live, and us means myself as self. You know, I, I want the I want the voice of God to be in my head in such a way it becomes one, to where I no longer can hear my opinions, you know, or that strong wisdom that speaks in me, you know, that that can discern every evil thing. I I, I don't want that anymore. I'd rather listen to what God wants to do. And I'd rather die for that within my own self than to live having my own will. Because then I'm cut off from hearing the voice of God. You know? That's, I think, honestly, like, because I'm, I'm looking at the comments and nearly all of them are just, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, like, you know, where people are just kind of like between what Stephen was talking about as far as, you know, uh, and then what you were talking about with Daniel and the lion's den and just like, and is everything that's taking place. And, and like now my head is just blown up into like, what, you know, like what, what can I be doing right now? You know, <laughs> uh, I'm like, 
you know, it's all, I always, I always, you know, joke before, like every time I'd get around Brad and like, he'd start teaching, I'd always just want to go get saved. Um, cause I felt like I, like I, maybe I missed something, you know? <laughs> I, you know, and I remember like, you know, times before we, you'd, I'd be trying to hide in a corner and you'd be like, no, come here, come here, do this with me. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go get saved. Um, I gotta go find a church. Um, oh wait, I'm at a church, <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like you know, in this last uh, this last year or you know, last six months, it's just that's been my prayer: is God remove my opinions? It's too easy to have them. I remove them about about myself. Remove them about other people. Like oh, yeah. just just de- you know, delete them from me like, you know, or something, you know, and, you know, and, you know, like Steven was sharing, I just, I finding more opportunity to be more overly opinionated than I want to be. And so oh, you yeah. know, and I'm trying harder, you know, like God bridle my mouth, you know, listen, like, I can, I can honestly tell you, uh, on my, from my side personally, uh, the closer I've gotten with the Lord, the worse opinionated I've gotten. Because well, something to look forward to. Excellent. Because the clo- that comes from age, but uh, yeah, because, <laughs> <laughs> because the closer you get to him, the more depth of the foundation of that carnal flesh starts actually being pushed out. Mm. So as yeah, the, it, it's a kingdom of man or carnal man or that carnality when it starts drawing closer it starts actually pushing out everything that has been the foundation of that, that has made you speak carnally on the upper, on this shallow part, the streams of it. But when the foundations of it start coming up, you find yourself like Paul at the end of his life. He's saying, I'm a sinner of sinners. It's because he didn't, he had gotten so close, so one with God that the very foundation of sin had been manifested through his life. And he could he could see it, but it may but he loved it and hated it at the same time. You know, God, please deliver me from this body of death. He's basically saying, I, "Listen, I I can't stand this fleshly stuff that keeps coming up in me," and and but yet it's for him because whenever that stuff starts coming up, that's actually God's sign of him drawing closer to us. And I'm telling you, mark my word. All of this stuff manifesting is because God is getting closer to the earth. Now, and, and I'm not saying that he's not here. He's here. But it, his kingdom is, is pushing through that carnality and everything that is hidden, that has been in darkness, is now going to start being revealed. But here's the great thing about that is when it's revealed, that's when it's at its weakest point. That's not when it's at its strength. In other words, if you ever see a demon in the flesh, that means he has no power. Because the light of God is revealing him and he has lost all sorts of power. Think about that. And that's the same thing when you, the enemy would love for us when you start manifesting, you've had a great day with God and then you start manifesting all this junk. The first thing he wants to do is get you navel gazing and, you know, and looking at yourself instead of going, Thank you, Lord. You're drawing closer because look at what's emanating from me. 
I'm getting free of all this stuff. I mean, you got in order to get the dross out of gold, you've got to, you got to heat it up, you know, until it comes to the top. And that don't mean that gold's bad. That doesn't mean you're bad. It means that you're even better because his fire of his love and his passion has gotten close to you. And it's pushing everything that's been the foundation of your life has, is coming up to where it can be just taken right off the top. Yeah. That's, you know, that's just the way his love is. Yeah. I think so many people watching this now and that are going to watch later need that portion right there. Cause you know, so many people it's, People get so sorry to cut you off, Stephen. <laughs> uh, so many people get so caught up, like they see themselves messing up, and they start becoming like Paul and Romans. Though I, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I hate what I'm doing. Yeah, hit a flaw. I, I can't find myself doing what it is that I want to be doing, but I keep finding myself doing what I hate doing. You know, and it's this constant. Uh, Back and forth. Yeah, totally. You know, someone, someone just said this. They said, "I think they were talking about you, Brad." There's, like, you explain things that makes that makes sense so much. You like, and it's it's it goes back to like it's much simpler than what we think, but it's so simple that it's complicated because we mess it up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely. There's if we so Matthew twenty five. All right. Right, the the sheep and the goats. We know that familiar passage. We know that they both respond to the Lord the exact same way. Totally. When did we see you this way? Right. So in in our terms, that's everybody was looking for the Lord and didn't see him. Now the good people didn't see him. The bad people didn't see him. When did we see you this way? So can you imagine going through your life and looking for him in all the ways you think you're supposed to be looking for him? And never really finding him that way. If that doesn't sound like my life so far, <laughs> looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, I, uh, things that I thought that seemed like they should be important, you know, you, you know, yeah. miracles and signs and you know, doing Godly. all and just you know, yeah. and, you know, building a big kingdom and all that, and getting people saved and healed and you know, uh, testimonies and and realizing that the thing that actually caused the sheep to get in was the fact that absence of seeing him the way they were looking for him, when they came back to themselves, they still did the right thing in their daily life. And you got to understand that they didn't find the Lord the way they were looking for the Lord, the sheep, sure. the sheep were looking for the Lord, not finding him, which would have made me frustrated, which would have made me wonder what I was doing wrong. Right. And the thing that got them everything or access to everything come into my kingdom was the fact that while frustrated that they weren't finding their purpose or their destiny or fulfilling their calling, they were being kind to the people that were the least of these around them that God had put into their life. Which proves that those that really walk in the spirit don't really know or aware they're doing God's work. Right. Now that, uh, that, that will, that will, that will blow your cotton picking mind. I mean, but it, it can be proven in scripture. I mean, I mean, even Paul didn't realize he was one, but yet he was one. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's totally opposite. You, you can either create your resume of what you think 
he should acknowledge when you get done with your life or you can allow him to create and show you that you even had one. Right. And, you, yeah, and you, then you go to the other ones that came to him and said, hey, we prophesied, we did all these things in your name. In other words, they were aware of what they did and they called it God. Yeah, they, brought their, they brought their list of accomplishments. And so they're telling God, you have to ordain me into the kingdom because I did all these things. And, and that's probably the most prideful thing is being aware of what you're doing and you think, and you're actually, you and God are, you know, high-fiving it. No, it's when you're weak, his strength is made perfect. In other words, when you're, when you, sometimes when you really don't even know that you've done it, that's when he's really actually doing it. There's no telling, I'll, I'll be honest with you, most of what I would call the anointed meetings that I've ever done in my life, was like hearing crickets out in the audience. It, I felt nothing. Uh, that it, it, it felt dead as a doornail. And then when I walked away, I mean, there was an unmeasurable amount of things that happened. And then I look at, and then I look at, can't go to my hotel room first of all, just you know, just distraught. You know, I didn't feel the presence of God. I didn't do this. I just can't believe they've got a really. You know how we blame it on? We're blaming on something. And the Lord said, and when I sat, sat down, I took a drink of water and I said, Lord, he goes, well done, my good and faithful servant. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. You did exactly what I wanted to do. That presence of God was coming upon them, not for you. So the presence of God didn't come upon you because you were releasing the presence of God through doing what I told you to do. And that's why you're not feeling it. They were feeling it. They were getting it. And so the, he said, the closer you get to me, the less feelings you'll have because you're, you're losing your flesh. You're more in love with my spirit than you are your flesh. Wow. So I won't even get into that because that, that gets into ministry orientations. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I do want to say this before we get off, if you don't mind, Wes. There, Go for it. That's a... Uh, uh, that I, I think is a foundational scripture for a lot of us hearing the voice of God. And it's John, uh, uh, John two, and it's, uh, the verse one, and it's when they ran out of water, or ran out of wine. You know, this was his first, uh, miracle that he performed and uh, he was invited to a wedding and they ran out of wine and it says in the mother, uh, the mother of Jesus said to him, they, they have no wine. And he basically said, you know, the Lord hadn't told me nothing. That's what it basically is what he's saying. Woman, what does it concern uh, have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. He's basically saying, I'm not hearing anything. You know, so the first temptation is to do what man wants to do. All right. He's getting tempted by his own family. How many of us get tempted to do, you know, because it would be wisdom for him to help with wine and his family, you know, surely they're discerning. But his, his mother doesn't even know he's there, she's being used by carnality. And so the carnality plus the mother is tempting him to do everything out of the will of the spirit. All right. And then it says his mother. Now, this is the one I wanted. His mother said, to, and I, I encourage you to underline this. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care how dry it is. I don't care how empty it is. I don't care how much pressure you're under. 
whatever God says, even his mother knew it. His, even his mother knew she was manipulating him because she, she's, she's saying one thing and now she's changing her whole story. She's basically saying, listen, I know I tried to push him, but you know, he's going to hear something. Uh, but whatever he says do, because he's hearing from God, that's the thing that we've got to do when there is things that are getting dry, then things are running out when things are confused, when, when there's pressure to really get a word and to do something that is of God, wait and listen to the voice of Jesus. Listen to his spirit and do whatever he tells you to do. doesn't matter how foolish it is. It doesn't matter what you do. I guarantee you, if you do what he tells you to do, you will be one of those servants that turn water into wine at the end of your life. Because I was, the Lord took me to this place a long time ago and I don't want to get into it because then I'll start crying. But, uh, I was after the, he, he, you know, the water was turned into wine. The servants, the servants are all giggling and, and they were excited and they were feeling like these 30 gallons of water in these pots. They go and serve and, and they, they find out it's this new wine and it's the best wine, you know, and, and uh, the Lord was standing there with me watching this scenario. And he says to me, he goes, who made the wine? I said, well, you did, you know, I'm the smart one. <laughs> and he looked at me with these glistening eyes as though he was proud of somebody. And he said, no, he said, the servants did because they listened to my voice. And it's like he was proud that someone finally listened to do whatever he told them to do. Wow. You know? And so I guarantee you, you start listening to the voice of God instead of this carnality that we've labeled in Galatians five, and you start listening to his voice, you'll find yourself not only, you know, changing water into wine, but it, it'll change your water into wine within your own cell. Wow. That's so good. Steven. You got I mean, it just, the, the other stuff you won't, you won't get, you'll be consistent and steady. That's right. You won't get too high. You won't get too low. Things won't, you won't ride as high or low on the roller coaster anymore. You'll, you will be able to, to walk the path. Like, like you mentioned with, with, with Paul, the, I can do all things was an experience. He owned that before the, 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 the verse before showed the ownership that he even had the, the platform to say that because he had learned whether he was abounding or whether he was being abased, he had learned how to be content right. in all things. And so he had already experienced the highs and lows of life, which gave him the, the track record of trust to say, I can do all this stuff. That's right. It doesn't matter what comes. I've been high, I've been low, and the Lord's been with me through it all. So whatever comes, I can do it. That's right. And that's, that's the foundation of what the, the voice is not going to pluck you out of things. It's not going to eliminate trials and hardships from your life. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier today. There are just right now, there are things for this year that I have willingly signed up for. And there are times that he's put my name on it. He's put my name on that assignment and it's due. And I never signed up for that class, <laughs> right? 
But but rather than going, man, the enemy. <laughs> yeah, the enemy. <laughs> you know, the Lord. Okay, Lord, I'm not sure why you signed me up for that. I, I in my emotions don't appreciate it, but you've ruined me from walking any other way because of your kindness, because of your goodness, the way that you've treated me in my life. I can't go anywhere else. I am tied and tethered to this thing. That's it, man. And so if the ship goes down, I'm going down. That's it. And, uh, and, and if it, you know, wherever it goes, whether it's up, whether it's down, anywhere in between, if that's where you want me to go, that's where I want to be because the safest place to be is wherever you're speaking for me to be in this moment. And that's the essence of hearing his voice during times and seasons like this is the safest place you could ever be yeah. is where he's asking you to walk. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I really feel like this is going to like just one looking at the comments and kind of going by that, it's going to help a lot of people. And that's the whole idea behind this is to help people navigate in this moment, you know, to kind of, be a lighthouse in the middle of this storm and saying like, Hey, safety's right here, you know? Right. Uh, and so thank you guys so much for taking time out of your evening and thank you for having us. your family. Oh, of course. Of course. Anything else before we close off? Just follow his voice. Just follow his voice. I'd, I'd read the scriptures that we quoted and, you know, and, and just really, I mean, study him, study Jesus. I mean, if you really want to hear the voice of the Lord, when you read scripture, ask the Holy Spirit to show Jesus to you. That's when you'll really start hearing his voice because these scriptures weren't to give answers like we think. They were the answer is Jesus. And if, if Jesus is revealed in the scripture, you'll hear his voice pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and I thought it just important that, that we read those Galatians, you know, the voice of the flesh and the voice of the, of the spirit of God. Uh, I would put them on my on my refrigerator. You know? Yeah, but that's it. That'd be some funny magnets. I'm just saying. <laughs> the really works odd. of the flesh. Yeah. One would be like the whole size of your fridge, and the other would be very tiny. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys right. have a good night, and we'll talk. Love later. you. All right. Bye bye. -bye.